Welcome to the Purposeful Parenting Podcast. I'm Harriet Rowe, wife and mother of four adult children, three girls and one boy, all graduates of the United States Military Academy at West Point. Grab a cup of tea or coffee, get cozy, and take in your weekly dose of Purposeful Parenting. Here we go. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God, for nothing will be impossible with God. The first chapter of Luke verses 35 and 37. Welcome to another episode of Purposeful Parenting. We've been talking about the importance of you, the parent, helping your child stay focused on the true meaning of Christmas, and that is the birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We've talked about the Advent wreath being a perfect way to do this. Now, the first candle that was lit is called the hope candle or the prophecy candle. This next one, the second candle, is the peace candle or the Bethlehem candle. And this is the one that we'll talk about today. So on the second Sunday of Advent, the purple candle is lit. Now, this candle, also called the candle of peace or the Bethlehem candle, and it symbolizes the plans that were made to receive the Christ child in the manger in Bethlehem. Luke's second chapter, the 12th verse says, This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. God kept his promise of a Savior who would be born in Bethlehem. Now, the story of Jesus' birth is also a story about a young couple on a journey that was a very inconvenient time. In Luke, the second chapter, the first through the seventh verse, we read, At the time, the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria all returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. Now, because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first son. She wrapped him in snugly stripes of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. Now, you see, the ruler, Augustus Caesar, called for a census to be taken. Mary and Joseph had to leave Nazareth so that they could register in Bethlehem. This edict moved Mary and Joseph 80 miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem, which led to the fulfillment of God's word 
about Jesus being born in Bethlehem. Now, can you imagine Mary pregnant, ready to deliver, traveling 90 miles, 80 miles on a donkey to deliver Jesus Christ? Now, Bethlehem was the smallest clan of Judah and a very insignificant town that was outside of Jerusalem. You see, Jerusalem was a known city. Bethlehem was very insignificant. But yet God did not choose Jerusalem for the birthplace of the Messiah. Someone once said, God loved the world so much that he chose a tiny, insignificant town as the location for the birth of one who literally changed the world. This is the first of many reminders that God loves all of us, even the insignificant people of the world. And in fact, he demonstrates this over and over again, that no one in his eyesight is insignificant. Chuck Swindoll writes, the scene of the manger in Bethlehem, the place of Jesus's birth, is a familiar scene. It's not impressive at all. The Son of God is ushered into the back of an inn where they keep animals. Can you imagine a more humbler scene? From a human perspective, it's pretty pathetic and tragic. But from God's platform, it's exactly as he planned it. By coming into the world in such humble circumstances, Jesus made himself available to everyone who wishes to know him. Jesus was born in Bethlehem and came to give us peace. He is our peace. Parents, it's up to you to teach and to remind your children what Christmas is all about. And celebrating the Advent is a great way to do it. So, on the second day of celebrating Advent with your children, light the purple candle. Read a verse. Perhaps the verse you choose will be the second chapter of Luke, verse 12. Then read about the birth of Jesus in the second chapter, verses 1 through 7. And then you can sing a song. For me, a very appropriate song would be Away in the Manger. It could also be Silent Night. Whatever song you choose to represent this time. And then close with a prayer. Help your child to stay focused on the true meaning of Christmas. And by doing so, I guarantee you, it will eliminate stress and strain that so many feel during this time of the year. And you know what? If you do this, you will be parenting on purpose. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Purposeful Parenting. For more tips on parenting, or if you would like to reach out, please visit me on HarrietRowe.com and follow me on Facebook, Harriet Rowe. That's Harriet with two T's. I look forward to grabbing a cup of tea or coffee with you next week. Feel free to invite a friend. Until then... This is Harriet Rowe reminding you to parent on purpose.